Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 88 of the podcast that was originally recorded on October 13th of 2015. I have played a lot of good games this week, Pathfinder RPG, some Cthulhu Realms, Discoveries, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, some Rise of the Rune Lords actually, Mysterium, Parade, Viticulture, and a bunch of others, and then I also talked about a few of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. Welcome to episode 88 of the podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me this evening. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, What I'm Playing Now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into some of the games I played for the week. Since there are quite a few, the list is actually a lot larger than it has been lately because I got a lot of good gaming in this past week. And I really didn't try more than I normally do, but just between playing with uh, playing a few games with my wife over the weekend, we got in a lot of good gaming down at the board game store. We got in a bunch of good games. And let's just jump into the list. All right. So last night I was sitting around at my local game store and we were actually playing the Pathfinder role-playing game. We were finishing up the Dragon's Demand. And this adventure was the second part of the scenario because the the module is actually extremely long. I actually think in a month or so we may, we may actually be revisiting this and going into the higher tier ones. We were just playing through the first part. I think we were doing first and second level characters. At the end of this scenario, my character actually was able to go up to third level. So I basically got a whole level out of this one module, but it did take us two weeks to play through and it was probably about a good four hours each night or so I would say. Last night, I will say that my dice rolls were a hundred times better than they were the previous week. Last week, if you remember, I was talking about my die rolls from Sunday and Monday when I was talking about rolling for the Pathfinder Adventure card game and then the next day rolling for, for the Dragon's Demand. I was just rolling horribly. This week I started out, I think my first couple of rolls were 20s, and then my first 20 was actually followed up by a 19, so that was a complete crit on my rolls, and everybody was just like, everybody was wanting to look at my dice and actually make sure I hadn't changed dice and actually fixed the die, considering how much different it was last week, and several of the people were like, you know, welcome to the game, Ranger, it was finally, it's about time you finally showed up, and everybody was just making a lot of jokes, and it was just fun. Uh, there were several other people who were having some interesting roles last night. I had a couple of bad roles in a row there, so everybody said, there's the ranger we all know and love. So it was it was some good joking. We got a lot done. Like I said, we finished the scenario. It was a really good scenario. I can't even tell you how many different rooms we walked into where combats just erupted and were just completely crazy. But it was, it was a really good scenario. If you have a chance, definitely check out the Dragon's Demand. Not really too sure what is pl- going to be going on next week. I think there's going to be another scenario being run. I believe I will be able to. I believe it's going to be a first through fifth level scenario. So it sounds like I will actually be able to continue playing my Ranger, get him leveled up a little bit more. I actually changed a bunch of, or some of my equipment during this scenario. Right before it started, I actually upgraded my armor and weapon. I believe... 
I had done that last week, so, and then I'm going to, I picked up a sword during this scenario as well. I'm going to actually see if I keep that or maybe actually get a different type of sword, because I was going with a dagger, and everybody said don't use the dagger, just go with the sword, so I'm just going to maybe change over to either a long sword or a great sword or something, so we'll have to see how that goes, but I've just been using the bow mainly. That has been working out quite well for me. All right, and then my wife and I played quite a bit of Cthulhu Realms. I know I talked about this game the past couple of weeks, and last week I had said my wife and I played a game. This, I wanted to mention it again this week, mainly because my wife and I literally played the game for a whole evening. We sat down, I couldn't even tell you how many games we got in, and then we ended up playing a game or two the following morning, because we were trying, I think we were actually tied with wins and losses between us when we had finished that night, and we played well into the, well into the night, I will say. I think it was probably about 12.31 in the morning by the time we actually finished. And then we actually woke up and we're drinking coffee and having breakfast and we're pulling the cards out again to continue gaming a little more and getting a couple more card games in. But so far, I'm really enjoying Cthulhu Realms. There's a couple of people that I've talked to down at the game store that said that they actually still prefer Star Realms. Like I've said before, I've only played Star Realms on my phone. I haven't actually played the physical game yet. And while I do, kind of, while I do like sci-fi and I do like space, I'm just really enjoying Cthulhu Realms and and just the whole deck building aspect from it. So definitely check out Cthulhu Realms if you haven't checked out that deck builder yet. For 20 bucks, it's a game that'll probably get you quite a bit of mileage and you can have a lot of fun with. All right, and then last week during my game board game night, we got in a lot of good games. I couldn't, I can't believe the amount of gaming we got in because normally it's usually one, like two to three hour game, maybe even more, and then maybe something small. But this week we actually got in quite a few good ones because we actually started a lot earlier than we normally do. One of the first games I played was Discoveries. The I think it's the Journals of Lewis and Clark. It's the dice game. I talked about this probably a month or two ago, right after it had come out when I had played it and I had said I, I, I wanted to play it again. I wasn't too sure about it. You know what? I'm going to have to say that again, mainly because it's, it had been so long since I had played it. It took me about halfway through the game to actually kind of remember the tricks to do in the combos and everything and just how to get everything to build off of each other. And once I actually had gotten that down, the game was starting to get a little bit better, but I would maybe like to play it this Thursday again. So I'm going to try to get there down to the store early again and see if I can get the owner to sit down and actually maybe just run through a game since I still have everything fresh in my mind to where it won't take me half of the game to actually remember how to play. But um, I, I liked it. It was fun. At first, I really wasn't too sure again. But then, as like I said, as, as the game went along and I started to remember things, it did get better. But I want to have a full experience where I know how to play from beginning to end and then see how it is after that. So I think we're going to play that, try to play that one more time before I really give kind of like a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that one. And then after that, there were a couple of guys that were wanting to know how to play the adventure, the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Uh, one of the guys that uh, works down at the store, I believe, has Rise of the Rune Lords. And he really hadn't played it that much. And so I sat down and taught him and one of, him and another guy who had actually played in Wrath of the Righteous with us once. I, I, and he was he's still a lot way new to the game. So I sat down and kind of taught them both how to play. They were doing a few things wrong because they had tried to go through some of the early scenarios of Rise of the Rune Lords and, and kept failing. And they were, they were doing a few things wrong. So I got them on track with that. And on Thursdays, I may actually start doing a quick game of Rise of the Rune Lords with them if they if they can get to the store early enough before everybody else and we start doing some some big time gaming. But um, as far as I haven't played through all the Rise of the Rune Lords myself, so if I can actually get some of that in, I wouldn't mind squeezing that in on my normal board game night. Since I do play that so much on Sundays, I don't want that to overtake my Thursdays and turn into another card game night because I, I do like to get in a lot of other board gaming on Thursdays. So, But we did make it through that first scenario. We... We came close to, no, nah, we actually, we, we weren't close to losing. We were, 
we actually did pretty good. I think we probably still had a good 10 plus cards left in the blessing deck and nobody came close to dying. I was actually playing a cleric and I think one of the guys was a fighter and the other guy was a rogue. I think that's how it was. I can't remember everything. I can't remember all three of them off the top of my head. But um, I was healing a couple of people because they were taking some damage. I think I, I, I had taken a little bit of damage, but we made it through it, had a good time, and everybody knows a lot more about the game now. Then one of the other games we played, a little game that is pretty hot on everybody's list, it seems, this year. And I was really excited to get this one to the table. That's a little game called Mysterium. So in Mysterium, there is one person who's going to play a ghost, and then there's going to be other players who are going to be mediums. And the whole gist of the game, it's basically kind of like a whodunit. The ghost is given the medium's clues as far as who, who did a murder, where the murder was completed, and what type of object the murder was completed with. So it's kind of like clue in a sense, but you really don't have a board game that you're kind of going around and you're not really asking people different things. The ghost is basically trying to tell you and give you clues through, through visual clues, I guess you could say, through cards that he gives you each round. And I will say, I I was not the ghost, and I am glad I wasn't the ghost. I would like to play a couple more times as the mediums before I actually even attempt to do the ghost, because it seems like playing as the ghost is a, <laughs> is a pain in the ass. It would be really hard, I think. Some of the cards that he was he was drawing, and they're, they're random, the cards you draw, and you have to try to, as the ghost, you have to try to figure out what type of clues you can give the people based on the card that they're actually that they're actually having the ghost can see all this stuff he has almost like he almost has like a dungeon master screen in front of him from like pathfinder or dnd and in there he has all the different people and basically the cards that they are and the clues that he's trying to give to them and he's trying to look at these oddly drawn artistic clues that are trying to lead you down a path to figure this stuff out and i will say it's really abstract it's completely crazy I had a hell of a lot of fun playing it. I, I want to play this game again. I'm not too sure if I'm going to pick this one up or not. While it says it plays with two players, I'm not really too sure how it would play with two players. And I'm not too sure if my wife would really like this type of game. So I may have to borrow the game from my game store and bring it home for a night and actually try to teach it to my wife real quick. And then maybe take it back the next day to actually see if, if she would like it or not. I'll have to look and see actually how the game plays. Maybe look at the rules to see how you actually play with two players. I'm guessing one player is the ghost and one player is the medium. And you try to just, you know, work it out that way. But it, it seems that without having a group, and we had, I think it was six people we had playing with us, six or seven. Because I think we had the ghost and then I think six mediums actually. So we must add seven. And there was a lot of teamwork going on. It's a completely co-op game. There can be a winner at the end of the game based on that, based on points that you can accumulate each round. Most of us were very low on the point scale. We completely failed. There was one guy who just could not figure out till almost like the seventh hour what his pictures, what his like the the sixth or seventh hour, what his first picture was, and then he got moved up to like the second track. But it was we ran out of time. And the ghost basically dissipated and the game was over for us. But if you do get a chance to play Mysterium anywhere, definitely sit down and give it a shot. It's it's a really interesting take on a, on the on the old game Clue, basically, is the best thing I can think of. But with completely new mechanics and with just the art on the cards and in the game itself, the components are, are top notch. I mean, the art on the cards are just completely amazing. But what you're trying to figure out from the art on these cards and what you're trying to match them to as far as clues in the game are are completely crazy so i'll have to say give give mysterium a try this is a game that when i walked into my game store 
they must have had 30 plus copies there i think and i couldn't i can't remember the last time i actually saw them have that many games of one particular name in a huge pile in the store like that it was just crazy i almost bought one just because i was just caught up in all the hype of just wanting to have the game but the more i thought about it i was like i don't know how that would play with the wife so it's a game i'm not really too sure that would go good at home but it's perfect for down at the game store when you have a nice group of people playing all right and then next on the list is a little game called parade this is an older game probably about eight or so years old from when I looked on Board Game Geek, it's basically a card game based around the characters in Alice in Wonderland. So what happens is everybody's dealt five cards, and then there's going to be some cards in the middle of the table. On your turn, you're going to play a card. What happens when you play the card is any cards that are below that, if you if there are, if you play uh, like a number five card and there's only three cards out on the table, nothing will really happen. But if you play the three card and there's five cards on the table, you basically count down pass those three cards and then the last couple of cards you'll have to basically interact with and if the color is the same as what you played or if the numbers lower the same or lower than you played you'll have to take those cards so basically what you're trying to do it's a hand management type of game and you're trying to not take cards on your turn by playing cards from your hand so you really have to watch what's on the table it's a really cool game i was really surprised at how how well it played i think we played i think there were five of us that actually played it and we we had a really good game i think i ended up third and i actually had a fairly low score i think i had eight i think the guy in seven second had seven so it was it was really close i think the guy in first only had like two points he'd actually played the game and he was the one who was teaching it but uh that that sometimes happens i i had a really good time with this game when you actually take the cards at the end of the game any cards that you have and the cards i think are numbered from like one to ten just like a normal you know deck of cards any cards that you actually take and they're different colored if you have like five blue cards and then everybody else has less than you you'll actually get to turn those cards over and each each of those cards will only count as one point instead of their face value at the beginning of the game i think i was trying to make sure that i was having at least one of a particular color you know if i, I took a couple blue cards at the beginning so i wanted to take a couple more to make sure i had more cards than everybody else i think i played a couple of turns a little wrong in my strategy in that i probably could have played other cards that would have let me take zero cards but considering i was trying to go for the most blue to help me out at the end of the game um um, that could have been a good strategy might not have been but it, it was still a really cool game it was one that i had seen down there before but had never really played and i was i was kind of glad i got that one to the table and then over the weekend my wife and i actually played a game of viticulture and i've talked about viticulture being on my grail list it was almost like for this year uh to actually get it to the table and when i played we actually played with the tuscany expansion and several of those but when i started off with my wife i since her familiarity with um, worker placement games is basically Lords of Waterdeep, I was like, let's just start out with the base Viticulture game before we start adding in all of the other expansions, and let's just get a couple of games of Viticulture under our belt. And when we started playing this game over the weekend, it was another game, like Cthulhu Realms, where we kind of couldn't stop playing and got three or four games in in one evening. It was crazy. I couldn't believe we'd actually played that many, but once we got one game under our belt, the next couple of games went fairly quickly, I will say, with just the two of us. And I was really surprised at how just the base Viticulture set actually held up and how good it actually was. I, I know a lot of people have said before that Tuscany does add so much to the game that the base game's okay and Tuscany makes it a great game. I was actually really impressed with, with just base Viticulture. It's actually a very well-made game. I've never played the first version. I, you know, I have the second version now since I just recently picked up a copy. And I, you know, I've never played it without the Grande Worker or anything that I think that 
fixed a lot of the issues from the from the first version of the game that actually was released. But the way the game plays with the second with the second version was a very well played worker strategy game, worker placement game with, with a lot of different strategy. I know each time we played, we were each of us was using a different strategy, and we we were splitting the wins on this one as well, just like Cthulhu Realms. So I'm I'm really glad I actually got to play that. Now I I need to sit down and look at which expansions I want to pick out from Tuscany because I did happen to pick up Tuscany as well. And I'm going to have to pick out what expansions I actually want to play from Tuscany and add to the next game we do of Viticulture because I have a feeling that we're going to be getting this one to the table quite a bit now that we actually have it under our belt and know how to play it. So I'm actually pretty excited about that one. I can, I'll probably be talking about Viticulture for a little bit more in a couple of future episodes, but um, it was nice to actually just play base game and the base game and it actually be so good. All right, and then of course, we're jumping over to some computer games. I got in some Mad Max over the weekend as well. Actually played quite a bit of this one. Cleared up the whole second territory, and I think I got Jeet's territory completely just about done. And today I actually went into the game right before I was recording the podcast, and I wanted to do a couple of quick missions. And all of a sudden, for some reason, my map wasn't working. And I hit the Steam forums, and it sounds like there were a lot of people that were having this issue. And they said, basically, just go to another region, and that should actually fix that issue. So I'm going to actually have to try that to see if that fixes this issue or not. But it was really odd. I was checking all of my key mappings on my controller, and... It was the map just, I couldn't get the map to open with the controller for some reason. And I, it was just something that was really crazy. But so far, I'm still liking that game. I've actually unlocked, I think I've gone into like the third territory. And since I've actually done so many of the side missions, and I'm good 25 hours probably into the game right now, I think probably what I'm going to start doing is concentrating more on the storyline and not so much on all of these side missions and building up all of the different towers and components you can build and the different keeps that are throughout the game. I think we're basically just going to start concentrating on the story mission and see how fast we can get that done. There's several other games that I'd like to kind of get played. There's Wasteland 2 that I kind of want to spend a little time with, and there's basically a month before Fallout 4 now. So I kind of need to quit just screwing around with all these side missions and just get to work on the main storyline, get that done, because I kind of do want to finish this game to see where the actual story goes, because it is kind of interesting. All right, and then Shroud of the Avatar. I'm going to talk a little about that, of course. I can't not talk about that one. I really haven't played too much of that this past week. I think, like I said last week, I'm kind of waiting for the next wipe. I'm going to start playing a magic user. Other than that, they've released a bunch of Halloween items into the store, which look really good. Me and a buddy have been tossing around the idea of possibly maybe picking up our own player, our own town. I'm not really too sure if we're going to do this or not. I know it's kind of like a daily conversation between the two of us, and we're really torn as to whether we want to do that or not. Both of us want to because we kind of just want to have our own town that we can just do whatever we want with at any time and not have to worry about getting a piece of land during the land rush at the beginning of the game or maybe having to deal with a player-owned town and having to worry about somebody else who owns that town and what they're going to do with it later on down in the game. So we've been throwing around the idea of possibly picking one up. I'm not really too sure if that's going to happen or not. If it does, we'll let everybody know because we may have to let some renters into the town. It'll be kind of interesting. So if that actually does happen, it'll be mentioned here on the podcast. So keep an eye out for that one. Other than that, wow, I can't believe we actually got through all of those games that quickly. It was a good week of gaming, I'll say. Mysterium is something to definitely check out. And like I said before, Cthulhu Realms, if you haven't played that one, definitely check that one out as well. But let's jump over to what I want to play now. So I've backed quite, you know, a couple of games. I won't, I can't say I've backed a lot of games on Kickstarter, but I've backed several games on Kickstarter so far. And there was a couple of games that actually just hit Kickstarter today. And these are going to be my two games that I really want to play right now. The first game is a game called Scythe. This is being put out by Stonemaier Games. And this game looks incredible. 
I can't wait to actually play this one. I backed it immediately the minute I saw that it kind of went online. And it went online, I think, around 10.30 this morning, I think is when it went live. And I think I had my pledge going right a couple of minutes after that. It looks like a really interesting Ford X board game with mechs. And it's set in a 1920 alternate Eastern Europe setting. The art in the game on the boards and on the actual on the board itself on the board game itself and the actual boards that you're going to use as players looks amazing some of the extras that you're going to get within the game because i got the collector's edition are going to be some custom metal coins which just look incredible they look as good if not better than the ones that that came with the viticulture prima edition there's also realistic resource street tokens which are basically kind of coming out of one of their treasure chests that they did it's the whole package just looks simply amazing everything about the game looks awesome i've watched a bunch of videos on how the game plays and i think this is going to be a strategy game my wife and i will be seeing hit the table quite a bit i'm hoping she really enjoys this one because this one looks like it's probably going to be a little bit heavier than some of the things we've played before but i'm sure with her getting a little more accustomed to some of the more euro games that i've gotten into in the past several years she's picking up on them really quickly so i have a feeling she's going to like this one just as much as i am and it looks it, it just looks really cool their kickstarter are ready has just gone crazy within the first day they're well over 500,000 and they haven't even been going for 12 hours yet uh, it's it's amazing I, and I think that's just a testament to how good of a game that this company puts out with all the things that they've done so far so congratulations to them I'm part of this I was in in the first couple of minutes and I am just completely stoked to be a part of that and then on Twitter, as I was kind of going through Twitter during the day when I was taking a few breaks from work, I noticed that there was a new video game. Friday the 13th, the game was being released, and it's being released on PC and I believe some of the consoles. And this game looks really cool. So the concept behind this one, you basically have eight players, I think, in a multiplayer game. One player is Jason. The other seven are going to be camp counselors. And your whole goal is basically to stay alive through the night. And I've seen some of the videos that they have on this and listened to some of the talks that they've done on this game so far and read about it. This game looks like it should be pretty damn cool. I am a big horror game fan. I love Friday the 13th. I like the whole concept of basically it being Jason versus the counselors. But not only is it Jason versus the counselors, it's going to be counselor versus counselor because you're going to try to just stay alive. And you know what? If your buddy is going to die and he needs to instead of you, Hey, sometimes that's what happens in these games. So I'm kind of excited on this one. I haven't backed it yet. I'm kind of teetering on, on backing this one. I want to see what's going to happen with this in the next couple of weeks, in the next few weeks. So I have a remind me set on there through Kickstarter. And I may throw in a few, few bucks to them to actually get into this game as well. It looks like it's actually up to a pretty good start on day one so far. So I hadn't heard that this was actually coming out before. So when I actually saw this on Twitter and kind of start watching the video on this one, I was like, huh, this looks really interesting. So that is it. Those are the games I played for the week. And then those are a couple of the games that I want to play now. Hey, thanks for joining me this week. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop that G like I always say on Facebook. Just do a search for what I'm playing now on our Google Plus page. Plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, on Twitch, we are twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody, like I've said in the past couple of episodes, don't forget, 
I am participating in this year's Extra Life campaign. So if you go out to extra-life.org, do a search for Recess. I am on Team Recess. You can just do a search for me, Joe Luzzi, and you will find me there. Wouldn't mind getting a few more pledges out there before the next three weeks is up and we are actually playing board games for 24 hours, which I will hopefully be streaming on Twitch for the store and for a great cause. Hey, thanks for joining me this week. As always, don't forget to send me those emails. Let me know what you're playing now and have a great week, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.